Hey, hey, this is Coach A, and welcome to the August 28th edition. So before we get started, I thought I'd update you on my delaying the morning coffee experiment. It's continuing to go well. I find that I've reduced the amount of coffee I drink. My aim is not to stop drinking coffee or any such thing, just so we're clear. I love coffee and turns out it's good for you as well. What I'm trying to figure out is my energy management and rather weird energy crashes during the day. Now, a lot has to do with me changing my daily routine after a decade of waking up at uh, 3.45 a.m. Now I wake up uh, 5-ish. And yeah, so that's just, you'd think it'd be straightforward. Well, it's not so straightforward for me. Anywho, it's about my energy management and I'm finding it very useful. Now, on to today's post, it is on, vaguely on a topic I love, books. It's about a weakness of mine, buying uh, certifications and courses and books and attempting to cram their learnings into my brain and what I've learned from my, uh, all these attempts. We want insights, we want hacks, we want shortcuts, we want packaged knowledge. There's nothing wrong with this. Books are a great example of someone attempting to impart knowledge and wisdom. The author is encapsulating his journey in understanding something. Uh, their own personal experience and their own breakdown of stuff they have learned about this. He or she is putting this together and contextualizing it viewed by their lens. It is an exploration. So for you to get a book, really get it, you need to spend a significant amount of time contextualizing and applying. Sometimes a book resonates with you because the author has expressed the seed of a thought in your head in a beautiful way that you couldn't have. And it just leaps out at you. You're like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Other times, a book is a way of looking at something you absolutely cannot have a lens of doing so because the sum total of your experiences won't allow you to do so. And that's the whole point, right? To read from a different culture, a different context. And then this gets ideas pinging inside your brain, gets it to go to tangents. That's what you want. And with certifications, for example, right? it's a compressed weekend 
of a lot of learning thrown at you. And it's amazing because you get to immerse yourself. But it is very different from a parallel track that seems to be happening. I'm talking about stuff like book summaries uh, and Blinkist. Now, nothing against book summaries or Blinkist. Um, there are many tools which are just glorified blog posts. And a book summary cuts across the fluff. And many books are repeating what other books have already said. And it is a waste of our time to read the entire book. Absolutely. But simply reading a book and jotting down, I don't know, 10 things to remember is missing the point. That's why even though Twitter is filled with some amazing information, what does one truly learn? Not much. Because you cannot just inject somebody's learnings into your life, which is contextually different from the person sharing it. It was a process that they went through to glean that insight. So if you don't have a similar process, how can you just slot in an insight? Sure, you're better off than before, but until you figure out a way of connecting it to your own internal experience, you're not really going to understand. You're not really going to make meaning out of it. Let me tell you about a fitness challenge. Coach Dan John has a 10,000 swing challenge. Coach's challenge is simple. Can you do 10,000 swings in four weeks, in 20 sessions? So five days a week for four weeks. So that comes to 500 swings a day. For the details about the challenge, each day, you basically do 10 swings, rest about a minute, 15 swings, rest about a minute, 25 swings, again, rest about a minute, and then do 50 swings and take a much longer break. So 10 plus 15 plus 25 plus 50 is 100. So you do this cluster five times and you have 500. Men are recommended to do this with a 24 kilo bell, while women are recommended to do this with a 16. Now, this is not an easy challenge, nor is it meant to be. Doing 500 swings in a single workout is rough, assuming you know how to do swings well. Doing 500 swings for 20 sessions in 30 days is brutal. A set of 50 swings is brutal too. Now, a simple complication of this 30-day challenge is the fact that it takes 30 days to do. But immediately when we start, we're always thinking, what do I get at the end of the 30 days? Do I drop five inches? Do I drop five kilos? What's the cell? What do I get? Another complication might be to improve on the challenge by 30 days. Why not do 1,000 swings a day for 10 days? That's 10,000 swings. Why a 24 kilo bell when I'm doing one arm swings with a 32? Why don't I use a 32 instead? Why should I not do a set of 100? 
why bother with the small sets at 10 and 15? Why not do snatches? Well, here's a simple reason. Because that's not the challenge Coach Dan John designed. One must have the basic sensibility and humility to not improve on someone with a lot more coaching experience under their belt. At least the first few times you do this. To me, there are only two options when you read a training plan or a challenge by a coach. You can either ignore it or you follow to the letter. All the questions, all the improvements you have with your vast knowledge will be resolved and they'll be transformed into better questions, into better learnings just by you completing the challenge once. A 30-day challenge requires 30 days of commitment. Requires you following the steps. While you might have done kettlebell swings for a year or few, your lens on creating a challenge will be different from a coach who's worked with thousands of people. It simply comes down to this. There's no shortcut to doing 10,000 swings except to do 10,000 swings. You cannot learn the same thing from 1,000 swings. That's not saying you won't learn anything from 1,000, but it won't be the same as doing 10,000. A week of no sugar versus a month of no sugar. Very similar. You can do a week, but to do a month requires a different skill set, requires you to put more things into place. And it also shows you that it is possible. Because a week you can get by with some luck and brute force. A month requires more thought, more planning. You cannot hide in a hole for a month. You can hide in a hole for a week. Package solutions, though, because we live in an age of shortcuts, in an age of compressed knowledge, of hacks, of improvements, the age of hustle. We think replacing, say, rice with millets will solve all our problems. Previously, it used to be replace rice with roti. Or, let's go crazier, let's not eat carbs. Or, well, fats are the enemy. Whatever. We think going to the gym daily will solve our fitness problems. We think slotting a package solution into our lives will take care of it. It won't. The ideas in a book, a fitness challenge, 30 days of no sugar, or I'll read 30 minutes daily, they all need you to spend time with them. They need you to commit to not just the action, but to the idea. As you struggle through it, as you figure out why and how it applies to your life, you learn. One week of no sugar, and then you realize, oh, these are all the things that happen. I need to clean up my environment. I need to learn to say no more times. I need to not give in to my cravings all the time. All of these come through. 30 days of swings, the 30 day swing challenge rather, all the soreness after 
the first day or the second day. The hand care you need to do, the form fixes, it will automatically create in your swing. All of these happen only as you go through the process. The insights come after. Not from just the package version of the idea, but from the application of the idea. You will make mistakes, you will misunderstand, but as you teach yourself, you will learn. Because the whole is more than a sum of the parts. You aren't a car. While I like using the term an organic machine, you cannot remove one part and slot in another and say, I've upgraded the system. Because the problem is in the whole, it's in the process. Going to the gym daily, for example, won't resolve your waist size. It's an important and integral part. But if you eat better, you sleep better and go to the gym, oh, that's going to get you so much closer. But what will truly close the circle is letting go of wrong expectations. Oh, I want to look like that guy. I want to look like this celebrity. And instead of living your journey and trusting the process. Remember, your operating system keeps upgrading itself. That's the only way. My way of understanding the books I read, the conversations I have, the multiple exchanges with my students, my friends, and my family is to write about them. And what I've realized is reading a book, going to a certification, or studying a course is the first step in a journey. Earlier, I used to think it was the last. The completion of the cert brings you to a crossroad. Was this useful? If so, you're going to spend the next few weeks or months or years applying it. Or you realize, ah, eh, it's not a tool I really want to utilize. That's okay. Now you know. There are many average books out there or many good books which don't click. That's fine. Move on. When you find a book, a challenge, a tool, a mentor, well, that's a path to travel for a few weeks or months or years. And as you go down that road, you learn. So, there's no shortcut to going through the process because the whole point is to go through the process and to contextualize. Well, that's that for today. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you here next weekend. You have a good one. This is Coach A signing off. Bye-bye.